This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Unbelievable! Unfathomable. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. And welcome back. Hello, hello. Yes. So, another week has gone by. It sure has. Oh, not very (laughs) quick, I'd say. No, time is stopping. Oh, packing a lot in. Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy. So um, we do happen to have a guest tonight. We do have a guest. So should we get into what you heard? Why don't we just jump right into what you heard? This week's You Heard comes to us from the downtown C at Chamber Street. Mm. I overheard this conversation one morning going into work, and this woman was talking to a gentleman, and she said, children love horsing. Horsing? Horsing. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. And that's this week's You Heard. So, Tyler, is it true? Do children love horsing? I also do not know what horsing (laughs) is. It's not some strange lingo that the kids use these days. It's not some kind of drug. Like horsing around or horsing like riding horses. I think it's like something like riding horses. Like she seemed kind of equestrian-ish. I would like to think of it as somebody getting high on horse tranquilizers. I don't think it's that one. But if it's about horses, then no. Not no, a fan. It's not a thing that kids do. No. These days. no. I don't braid my hair either. Mm, you oh. do wear jodhpurs, though. I don't know what What's those a are. jodhpurs? <laughs> those are the pants that they wear. Oh. You I do. just like the No, I don't. That's why I know it. Well. I don't know what that is, so how can I wear them? what you wear. Yeah, but... they're kind of like leggings, but they've got oh. like reinforcements in the crotchal region. I do not wear those. <laughs> <laughs> why? All old ladies wear those. I'm not an old lady. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. <laughs> You're getting there, though. You are getting there, though. What? <laughs> so obviously, if you couldn't tell, Lil Tyler Durden is our guest this week. Yes, because of a show that happened last night here in New York City. So, why don't we actually play her some appropriate intro music and hear all about it? Yes, let's. How fun. Roll that bean footage. <laughs> So, Tyler. Little Tyler Durden. Big night last night, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All to, oh, my God. You guys are so awkward. It's so weird. I'm not. So, no, I'm not awkward. What Tyler are you talking about? Tyler had her end of the year exhibition. Is there like an official name for it? For like, Or was it just No, like, I think exhibition. Okay. It was just like the end of the year for her image makers program at ICP where she's been taking photography for the past what two years now three years yes like two years yeah and that was actually like one of the first like legit classes that you like actually took and then you just kind of worked your way up through the ranks of ICP yes this was the first uh teen academy offers different programs mostly the teen academy offers 10 weeks programs Mm -hmm. but this is the image makers is their most rigorous one which is the year long so yes it was a lot (laughs) (laughs) yes it certainly was I mean you went every week for you know since school you know, from what, September to, yeah, to September, now, yeah, yeah, and it's still going. It's yeah, still definitely exhausting. Technically, two classes left, even though last night was the exhibit, but you still have a portfolio review and a field trip, yes? Oh, field trip, portfolio review, and a party thing. Ooh, that's oh, that's Closing remarks. Ooh, do you have to give closing remarks? 
No, it's just a teacher. I think it's more about the teacher making us cry for that day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Well, good thing you're a robot, so. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that. Actually, the um, the announcement that we had gotten today actually made Nikki cry a little bit. When she heard that what the director that? of the program, Carla, was, yeah. you know, leaving as Dorian, who's also leaving i mean but you know dorian's less to us more to you because you always talk about dorian so well she talks about dorian i don't know who dorian is <laughs> i'm so glad you pointed that out <laughs> maybe enough. you're thinking of when we read the picture of dorian green <laughs> maybe, or maybe i'm thinking of a really cool car dorian i don't know that's a delorean <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dork whatever Ooh, go to hell all of you part two so, mess up i don't even know why i agreed to this already <laughs> you me well, you wanted to go to a concert, so we said, you come on as a guest, you can go to a concert tomorrow. That's what it is. We bartered with the kid. That's it. You're our only paid person that gets on the show. Like, seriously. Yeah. Paid? Well, you're not Are gonna... you guys buying my concert ticket? Well, Wasn't that the whole point? I thought that was the whole no, point of asking. I... Well, now I mean you might as well. <laughs> yeah, good one. Okay. So now that Image Makers, you know, this entire year-long class is done... You know, was it just as rigorous as they said that it was going to be? Was it more? Was it less? Was it like, what do you think looking back? Um, more, Towards the end, it wasn't as bad. Mm. Just because I feel like, just like the very, very end. Like the last two weeks. Because you had stopped shooting at that point. Yes, and everything exactly. was just like, you yes. no longer had to shoot because you had to do like the prep work and whatever yes. it is you people call it. But before that, it was very rigorous. Especially when you're as indecisive as I am. Because um, when deciding on our final projects, I went through, like, I want to say three, maybe four, but definitely three different, completely different projects that I photographed and shot and printed and did all of that work for just because I couldn't make up my mind of which one I wanted. (laughs) So I'm glad I finally made a decision and then it eventually worked out in the end. But yeah, it was a lot harder just because of that alone. So what... You know, what made you change what your focus was? You know, like what was your original focus and then what were the things that kind of made you change what you wanted to do? Um, well, my first focus was my father. That's me, me. Yes. That is you. Pasha. Just about with the surgery. But then, honestly, I kind of got sick of it just because, <laughs> just because I was photographing it also for the podcast And I already had, like, I feel like the height of that project was, like, when I got the hospital pictures and I did a lot of, like, archival Mm -hmm. work. And I think that, like, looking through old photographs and working with those, I think that was, like, the most fun of it. And that happened to be, like, um, that didn't overlap. Like, if I would have followed that project throughout the entire year, it would have just been really boring. So I was like, eh, maybe I should change it up. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, maybe I should do political work. But then... Right. Like protests and yes. things like that. But then every time I tried to go to a protest, it just wasn't there. So I was just <laughs> really bad at finding protests, apparently, and only got to shoot a few of them. And then I also wanted to do a whole... A really complex project about identity and mm-hmm. mixed with, like, landscape and how landscape is found in humans and how that all ties in with who we are and how people view us. Right. And clearly that was way too much for me to handle, considering <laughs> I already had three other projects going. Right. Do you so think we're here. that that's... I mean, because that project with the, you know, the human element to kind of, like, landscapes, is that something that you think, like, you know, you're going to keep in the back of your head for future? Yes, I definitely think so. Especially because while I was photographing it, I realized that... Most of my work and my favorite, like my, um, the work I like the most, like has a strong mm-hmm. element of nature in it. So I feel like that's definitely something that I want to continue doing, but I definitely want to get that project done, right. but just, I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> yeah. Some of the portraits in that project were mm-hmm. like were really, really strong. And I know some of them were people that like you didn't know that, you know, you just like approached people on the street and was kind of like shooting them, um, some of them were even stronger, I feel, than the pictures that were in the ICP show. Like, I mean, because some of them were just just so rich in blacks and stuff like that. Like, you had contrasting down, like, mm. so incredibly. Mm. But I get why you chose the ones that were, or the ones that were chosen for you for the show, because basically it was, you know, 
kind of like family the, the way you presented it so it's kind of hard to show it, a bunch of strangers and say you know this is my family project but it all comes down to family so you had four pictures in the show and they were awesome and we're going to share them you know on our on our website because you could see that like because we'll take images from the show to use for the graphics and what have you but um <laughs> yeah you know how it works <laughs> <laughs> but um you know how many how did it work you know with the photos that they chose like how many did you submit and you know they chose four of them so how many did you have to submit oh well everybody else submitted like mm, like i want to say like 10 maybe Mm -hmm. and then you're either chosen for a body of work or for individuals Mm -hmm. and um i was chosen for a body of work but the way i submitted mine was really annoying and picky to be honest it's because i'm very controlling over everything as yes as you know okay great (laughs) And so normally, like, you just submit, like, a group, a body of work, and that's it. Mm -hmm. But for my specific one, um, I photographed four different people, and I had four final photographs of each one, and I had them laid out perfectly in a grid so that, like, going down, like, um, what's it called? Row? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's a column, you lie. Vertical. Yes, vertical. Going down vertically, yes. That's a column. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the columns were each their own person. So, like, one person had each column. Mm. But then going across, it all told a different story of, like, environmentals, like, how each person interacts with their environment going across one row. Like, it was very, very specific. It was strategic. With, yes, of how it's supposed to be, like, read and viewed. And they the maximum they would choose usually is six. So, obviously, they couldn't do my 16 photos that right. I had. <laughs> and they couldn't... Usually, when people are chosen for body, they have six. But since I had four people, it was weird. So, um, I got four. Yeah. <laughs> Did it bother you that, you know, you didn't have the final say? Was that hard for you? Because you are very used to having the final say. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. <laughs> um, no, it didn't bother me that much. Um, the only thing that bothered me a little bit was just because I was so, like, I really thought out that 16. Sure. I knew that, like, you're not supposed to do that and that I wouldn't have ever gotten chosen. Like, that's just right. not a thing. But, like, um, yeah, I was very, like, attached to that. But it's fine. I could show it on my website or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that, um, you know, that's going to make it easier for the next time? Like when you have an exhibit? Because you're obviously going to have many. This was the first of many, many, many like legit exhibits that you're going to have. So like, is that going to change? Like, are you going to be kind of just more like less strategic? You're not. No, No, I don't think so. No, that's not who you are. Yeah. I'm always going to be strategic. (laughs) Whether or not they let that happen is a different story. Maybe I'll just be so great that they'll be like, you know what? We'll break the rules for you. We're going to open up a second gallery. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When it's your show, you can do whatever you want. It's just a matter of waiting to get to your show. And as far as it not being your last show, I mean, you're showing work next week even. Oh, that is yes. next week. That is next Coming week. Up, and yeah. where will your work be shown next week? In the MoMA. In what? the MoMA. Some place called MoMA? What's that? I never heard of it before this. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been like, uh, you know, like uh, subscribers to it for the last couple of years. The way it's worked Patrons. Out. We're calling ourselves patrons. Patrons of the arts. Yes. yes. We are patrons of the arts. Yes. That's like the only museum we subscribe to. But yeah. It's wild that out of all the museums. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, you may go in for free, but my card says Baroness Nikki Mascali, so it does. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Don't ask why. <laughs> she was screwing around when she was filling out the application, and she put down. What did you put down for mine? I forget, but you didn't get it. I didn't get it, but I got Baron because I paid for it. So, <laughs> but whatever. Baron? I don't care. Yeah, I don't. Because it was like one of the it was one of the selections that so you it's could like, put. Like, like they had weird Mister Mrs. Oh, I never heard of that. What Baron. does that mean? Like a Baron's like. Like almost like kind of a like a lesser lord, protector. like you know how there's like lords and ladies and things like that. So why didn't you do like lord? Because I don't think that was one of them. But um, you asked like what a baron mm, is. Yeah. So you it's just like chose a landowner, like the low quality lord. She chose the low yeah. quality lord. Yeah. But a baron is better than a miss or mister. I don't know. Maybe not in this world because it's a man's well, world, in the, baby. In, this, <laughs> in the magical, mythical world that I live in, it's pretty damn cool. All right, <laughs> you can call it unicornus, Nikki Mascali, <laughs> something along those lines. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so you know, looking back on the program, you know how you know were there moments that like stood out to you the most from like the past year that like you spent? Like, was there just like something that you were like, wow, like, um. Well, I think to begin with, like, 
honestly the most important takeaway from this class was just because i became so close with everybody in my class Mm -hmm. like we're all like like family now yeah and um i think the part that struck me the most is when one of our classmates had um a family death and so she missed like class a few weeks and when we found out our teacher like told us about it because she wasn't Mm -hmm. there and everybody started crying hysterically and even i was tearing up and i'm a robot you are and i couldn't help it (laughs) even robots cry tears of oil (laughs) yeah i guess so the oil but um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that honestly like i know that's not like artsy but just like the sense of community mm-hmm. and um just learning more about like people and yeah just about how like strong people can come together especially because photographers are known as like just awful mean people i don't talk to nobody that's right. all i ever hear is like right. oh you'll never meet a nice photographer but like it's nice like being with other artists and being so close with them and then just knowing like there's such a strong sense of unity i think that's and that awesome. there for each other Oh, yeah. Is that like a weird answer? No, I, I think that's a great answer. Because <laughs> I think that like, you know, like you said, like, you know, photographers are our lone wolves, but I've never had, like, I think I've known maybe one shitty personality photographer in my entire career that I've worked with. You know, the rest have been like really cool people to get along with, you know, and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think that's really great because I think for the first time, you know, you were with people for a long amount of time. Like you went through an entire year with these people that were like-minded that think you know and see things through a lens like you you know and like your your other friends at school like weren't really they were in different creative paths so i think that's really awesome that was said beautifully hmm. oh, well sometimes she gets lucky sometimes you never know. Right. i think it's the voice like my sickness adds this like huskiness to my voice and then i find out like i feel you don't like even my sound pers- that husky I'm going to say that. Yeah, we're not we're not at Rod Stewart phase yet. We're working our way to Rod Stewart phase of which he could start singing Maggie May and Damn it. make it sound almost like Rod Stewart. But anyway, um what I was going to say, I think that like a lot of times photographers get a bad rap and it's not that they're mean, it's but like you know, you've been to concerts with me where we would be filming it like in like the photo pit and you would get the people in the very front row who got there so early looking at you like, who the hell do you think you are getting up here? Right. And then they kind of get pissed off at you and they're like going, oh man, like this douche photographer like jumped in front of me for the first three songs. And it's got like, you kind of got to explain it to them like before the show starts, like I'm gonna be here for three songs and I'm gonna pack up and be out of your hair. So just don't freak. Yeah, I think like even worse than that when I photographed the fashion show, um it was just even worse because they had a whole section set up for me like right in front of the runway and i was the only one using it and so like they had all of the um seats blocked off in front of me so that way like it wouldn't be cut off but then all the seats behind me like i had to tell people coming in i was like i'm sorry i have to stand here literally right. the entire time uh-huh. and so that sucks it's not like the first three songs it's like they're gonna hate me the entire time <laughs> so nothing i can do well with the fashion show you want to talk about like how difficult that was because you shot that for school like two weeks ago um honestly it was just like kind of boring like <laughs> it made me sore yeah like just standing there because you had the... to stand in one spot and that's yeah. not your and nature, yeah i need yeah. to like move around and like it was very very hard standing in one spot but i'm editing the pictures now and um i've been editing for like weeks there's like thousands of photos it's right, ridiculous yeah. so i'm doing it in school and I honestly feel like, not to sound self-absorbed, but I'm going to do it anyway. Please do. This is what this show is for. I feel like because it was me and two other photographers, and I do feel like mine are the best. Of course. But also I had a good spot, so I kind of cheated. Yeah, but, you know, they wouldn't have put you in the best spot if they didn't think that you were going to turn out the better pictures, you know? Yeah, think of it that way. There's nothing wrong with being confident. Like, the only time I'm ever confident is... Like after Never. I type the last period on a set on a on a story, and I'm like, "Yep." And even then, like, I mean, there are times where you wrote stories, and then like you're like, "Oh, I'm not sure about this." And then two days would go by, and then you'd be like, "You know what? I do kind of like the way it turned yeah. out." Yeah, like because like, I yeah. always do go back like the next day. Like if I'm in print, like I'll read it like in the paper the next day, or like I'll go back a couple days later, and like because I'm so detached from it when I'm writing, like it's just like my head is going so fast. And then so when I go back, and it's just like. Huh. Like I do have yeah. like one little moment of like the little world tan. that is like my little section. But yes. <laughs> so, you know, looking um you know, looking back at like the crazy year that you had, I mean, like you were never home. You were constantly out shooting, you were constantly out doing stuff. It was nice. 
That <laughs> <laughs> was not nice. Was a little bit nice. <laughs> was there ever a moment where you were just like, this is so much because you had school, you had a life outside of school, you had this class, you know, you had all these other things Work. going on. Well, the, yeah, in the last couple of weeks, like you have a job now. So it's like, was there ever a moment during this last year that you were just like, I just want to be like a regular slob, like... That sounds corny, but I feel like it just wasn't enough, if anything. Like, I know it's <laughs> like, never home and whatnot, and I was just always out shooting. But, like, I just am never, like, satisfied. I was like, I need more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now my new thing that I haven't even got to, like, um, start, like, trying yet. But now I really want to start experimenting and just doing really weird things with my photographs. Like what? Um which because a lot of my friends, like in my class, like they're so inspiring. Just like, um, you know, shooting with prisms and like that to like uh, change, like to make more like optical illusion work, or just like right. doing um, alternative processing, like just like or making books and things like that. Like just doing like things other than just standard like Photos, prints, yeah. yeah. Or just making it more tangible and like more that you can touch, right? And so, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about so much lately. And so... <laughs> Is no, that why you wanted enough. your little notebook? You wanted a little notebook to write your ideas Yeah. In. <laughs> I love it. Because yeah. I just wanted something, like, new, like, a lot of um, fresh things. Yeah. Like, because it just wasn't enough. And, you know, you always need to do more, so... Absolutely. I think that's great. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's good because I feel like a lot of people, especially who figure out early on what they want to do with their lives, like you did, I did it too, once you get in... To like your field if you aren't forward thinking you'll be dead in it yeah. like it will be like no time before you get so bored that you'll just be like oh maybe i made the wrong choice but if you're constantly like learning about yeah. new stuff it's always new even at work i'll learn like so many things from customers too like the other day um this regular customer that comes in usually to develop his film you were she works at a camera store in case we didn't oh, yes. yeah yes. i don't know if we ever yeah yeah we could say know. she works yeah. at k&m photo yeah. down and uh it was it's a Soho Chinatown uh, officially not Chinatown. So it's I will say it's Soho. Yeah. Yes. I think that's safe yeah. to say because it's above Canal Street, right? Or it's mm. on Canal Street. Or Tribeca. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Tribeca. Tribeca. Right. Tribeca. Excuse us. Well, the difference the difference <laughs> is is like you know like a couple of dollars on every item depending on like what little town you're part of you know the city you're in. Like if she was in Chinatown, you could probably get the same thing for like a nickel. Oh my god, okay. Anyways, <laughs> so this customer was telling me, like, for example, how like he was developing all this film so he could take the negatives and he has them using them as curtains for his windows. Oh my so god, light come awesome. through. that is ridiculous. But also then I, I learned it. that like if you have it in the sun that much, they'll fade. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to have all of the negatives like hang as curtains, like the whole roll from his window and that sounds so cool it's something like that like that sounds so crazy like i want to do something cool like that like that's really neat doesn't it sound beautiful yeah. oh my god that sounds awesome now if you were to do something like that you know and you like you let them hang there for like however long and then whatever and like would you be able to develop them like after like are you like oh that, i don't that know would... how that any of that stuff works so forget oh, so, so like you develop it to the negatives so the okay. negatives would be like hanging but um i believe how it works i'm not positive but i heard somebody else saying like during this conversation that the sun would destroy the images mm. yes so that wouldn't fade. stay yes it would fade yeah. so i don't think so like you could do anything. but like just something like that like hanging it up and making it so that you could see it every day like also as no, I've been so much about Diane Arbus lately. Um, I'm still on that book. It's so big. It's a door stopper for sure. <laughs> but um, in the Diane Arbus, it talks about how she would always, um, she had all her photographs hung up around her bed, like all over her bed. So that way the first thing she did when she woke up is see her work and like just involve in the last things before she goes to sleep. And just how that much that helped her, her as an artist because like it helped her either love or hate the images and just like live with them and right. learn more about them. So, like, even that, I could just go crazy and lose my mind and, like, sleep with my pictures and... I could see it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm thinking that of doing. Neat. I'll get, oh, like, look. maybe some strings hanging around my room <laughs> and just, like, go crazy, you know? Have you given any thought to, like, what you're... Like, if you're going to be the kind, like, the kind of person who keeps everything? Like, I know journalists who have kept every single clipping of themselves. I... I'm stupid. I don't do that. And I really regret that because there are past jobs that I've had where it's like that work is lost forever. But yeah, like, have you. So when you yeah. don't have it, that they're like, hey, do you have a sample exactly, of this? Exactly. And it's kind of like, and it's I like... did, but I don't know. Yeah. So like, I, I need to make a better effort of being, you know, more proactive with that. But like, have you given any thought to like 
how you want to catalog your work you know do you want to be like bill cunningham like (laughs) sleeping on a cot on top of filing cabinets of just years and years of stuff um i haven't like sat down and thought about it but i do know that from my first photo class i still have every single negative and like i my first photo class i didn't understand like test strips and how they work and how you're not supposed to really keep them but i still have every single test strip for my first photo (laughs) class so i'm accidentally a hoarder it just kind of happened that way. Accidentally a hoarder. Well, I mean, the good thing is now, I mean, especially as opposed to any time in the past, that you can, like, basically just scan in all your negatives mm-hmm. like you've been doing with your That's prints. What I want to do. Yeah, and in case, I mean, if there's, you know, ever some kind of thing that happens to the apartment or wherever you're living eventually, like, dun, you would dun, always dun. have a backup, yeah. you know? So, I mean... And we've learned the importance of backups since we've lost a couple of hard drives <laughs> along the way with a bunch of work on it. But, I mean, we always found a way to replace it. So we Thank backed God. it up, I mean, good enough where we didn't lose too much. But, you know, going forward, I mean, you at least there's options in this day where you yeah. can do something like that. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep all the hard copies. And then soon I need to scan all my prints in at least before I even start with my negatives. Yes, <laughs> and... of course. we got to get them on your website. Yeah, I know. My favorite work, and I have nothing of film, anything on anything. Yeah. So you know, film. You do love film, right? Like it's like your yeah. I mean, you said in your artist statement for the ICP exhibit that you know your second home is the dark room. So you know, looking forward to college, you know, you're not going to be doing film as much because of the way that the curriculum is. Do you? Are you nervous about moving to digital for a little while? Um, the way I view it is I think last second I'm going to decide to become a TA at ICP so I don't have to leave it. <laughs> and also okay. because I'm like best friends. No, I'm just kidding. And they're going to need people. Obviously. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but with Tim, the he's um, in charge of like the dark rooms at ICP. Mm-hmm. And I've been pretty close with him. And you can work directly underneath him. So I'm thinking maybe I'll just do that. So I just never leave. You still have your film. Yeah. And like you'll still be able to have the best of both worlds. Exactly. That's awesome. So, not ready to let go. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I mean, it's been a great thing. And it's not that like you're you're being like complacent. It's like because you've grown so much over the past two years. Like it's you've learned so many new things and your eyes changed so much. How do you feel your eyes changed? Oh. <laughs> hard you like didn't I was tell me. So good until you were now. doing good. You're still doing good. What yeah, are you you're doing about? Great. A hard question. Oh my god. Well, well I don't ask. I don't ask softball questions. Well, either. yeah. Like, I mean, I I could see how your work has changed. I mean, like, you know, from yeah, the beginning to now. No, 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 no. no. Well, you go first, me. and then I'll tell you if I no. agree. <laughs> then I'll tell you how it really has changed. That's right. I mean, I don't know how it has changed, but I know like. How I want it to change. So I just mean because I'm like, you know, I watch so many, I watch so many documentaries. Me too. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't help it. But um, well, you work in Tribeca now. You almost have to. <laughs> yeah, that and PBS. You need a lot of PBS. <laughs> but um, you know, like photographers like Richard Avedon, like one of the main focuses on that in that documentary was just about, like, really about where the light hit somebody, mm-hmm. and it's not like. It's just so hard for me to think about, which is also why I want, like, a notebook, just to, like, because I feel like I'm not pushing myself enough to seeing how light shapes something. So, like, I'm trying to train my eye more and more and more about, like, how lighting makes something beautiful or not. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard. Like, I'm trying to, like, force it, you know? It'll happen. So I could be, like, Richard Avedon. You see, I think that when you force it is when it gets I know. convoluted because I know. you're not just doing it on natural instinct. And then, I mean, that's where you really have to, like, learn whatever art you're in from is, you know, from your instinct, which what makes it personal to you. So when it becomes easy, that's how you know that, okay, well, then this is my mm-hmm. niche. This is how I need to present stuff. I would say your work has changed from when you first started photography two years ago or almost three years ago now till now um you got more confident we were talking about it last night um at the event Mm -hmm. and saying how you know in the beginning you weren't approaching people like you were taking a lot of pictures of places or you know taking pictures of people from far away but not like getting in their faces where now you're starting to understand how to capture emotion which is what i feel 
that I feel is definitely your strong point. Yeah. Because like you, you know. You get into the depth of the person's soul. Right. When people are in the hospital crying and stuff, most people, people. turn away. People. Yeah. Some <laughs> people. These ridiculous people who cry in hospitals. Not saying any names. No, I don't think we need to say names. But I think like, you know, most people, they see somebody who's crying and they don't want to be in an uncomfortable situation. So they just turn around and walk away or think of an excuse not to put themselves in the middle of it. Whereas you... Well, that explains a lot. Grab your camera and you jump into it because you see like okay here's an event that most people aren't exploring and this is what i can bring to the forefront but not even just hospital stuff i mean it's just when you when you photograph people like you just you must make your subject comfortable because it takes somebody to be able to do that right you know and it's and i think that that takes confidence again calling back to to dad's thing but, like, it takes confidence to be able to get close enough to somebody to stick a lens in their face. And not that, like, you know, you stick a lens in their face, like, yeah. violently or something. But, like, to be on the other side of a camera is, you know, it's it's hard for a lot of people, you know? and But, like, you get past that, like, uncomfortableness to get to, like, the meat of who that person is. Yeah. I think, like, personally, I think it's a lot of, like, moral issues regarding that. Like, you know, like, just so much lately, I'm like, I don't know, like... I've been very, like, deep into thinking about photography lately. But, um, like, just by, like, for example, like, the hospital pictures, like, we were talking about, like, is it okay to photograph someone when they're like that? But, like, I feel like the more I think about it, it's, it depends on how you do a number one, obviously. Right. Yeah. But also, um, it's more about, like, to show people what is happening. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, it's still important. You can't, like, hide things just because they're bad. Right. Yeah. But you I also totally can't agree. exploit people either. It's like a weird. Right. And it's not. And you know. And we should be clear that it's not that she was just. You know. Yeah. She wormed her way into like the like ER. I just ran in. I know it does kind of, kind of sound like not that you made it sound like that, but it does kind of be like yeah, these hospital pictures. But it was like pictures of of us. You know, when we had our recent surgeries that we've talked about and stuff. So it was like it's not that she was like peeking around like. <laughs> although the curtains, like, you know, although yeah. she did get in trouble. Though, I was gonna say, although the nurses made it look like she was sneaking yeah. around and stuff like that when they stopped her because she was standing dead in the center of the emergency, you know, like recovery <laughs> room and like shooting pictures from there. But they don't she know who you're taking picture, pictures yeah. of. So yeah, they were I just so like good picture. No, and and then you got it. For anybody who knows, it was with a twin lens, so you can't you can't pull it up to your eye. So you have to like put it at your waist and you gotta, you gotta stand yeah. further back to see things i mean it was well it's worth hard. taking it because i mean the pictures from both hospital visits where you were shooting at i mean those are some of your strongest pictures yeah, definitely for sure because both of me crying yeah <laughs> but they're both but oh, yeah, the cat's out of the bag but seriously uh, with both of those though i mean it's just subject matter that most people don't want to do because they're not comfortable doing it and you're a person who wouldn't even order off a menu, you know, four <laughs> years ago. And now here you are okay. and you're like, you know, roaming around hospitals, taking pictures of people like, I'm you know. roaming around <laughs> hospitals. She's breaking into the ER. Watch out for this <laughs> girl with the colored hair. <laughs> She's gone rogue. Yeah. But I think, though, like, in, you know, to that end, I think it's like it's not photographed often. But it's like I've saw people looking at your pictures and like, you know, I've seen people look at your pictures over the, you know, the last three years and like standing there and like it speaks to them in a way that it's like maybe it reminds them of, you know, somebody that they lost or somebody like a horrible health thing that they personally went through. So it's grabbing a thing that, you know, that they don't see hanging on a wall in a gallery. Yeah, I'm very pleased you said like that because... When my project finally did come together, um, like, I'm sure my artist statement um, was very specific and very, um, like, towards me and, like, my surroundings. Mm -hmm. But I made it so, so specific because my goal was kind of, like, with such specificity. Is that a word? Specificity. It could be. It should be. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds good. Specificity. Specificity. Um, You're the honor roll student. (laughs) It sounds like... I'll deem it a word. So with that... Like, I wanted to make it more relatable to other people because mm. everybody has, like, similar experiences. So especially with the photos of she who shall not be named, um, <laughs> like, in the hospital. Like, especially with those two, just because, like, that is family and mm-hmm. we can all relate, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and I feel like everybody goes through those tragic things, like you were saying. So, yeah. I mean, they they can relate to it, but it's never like kind of celebrated in a photograph. Usually, mm-hmm. photographs are just you know. I think just people try to capture all the good moments. It's that, exactly, yeah. It's like what we talk about with social media all the time. It's like you never see somebody, you know, sitting on their couch, like, in their dirty underwear being like, you know, hey, I've been employed for, like, the last six months and, you know, I'm <laughs> no, eating, it's true, like, yeah. the same box of macaroni and cheese for the last three days. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, everybody has moments like that. But, you know, you only see them, like, when they're by a boat. <laughs> In the last year, I think I could count like maybe once in the last year on my Instagram, there's a full body shot of me. Like, you know what I mean? So it's well, like I only show positive things. But then that's why I shoot a lot of like inanimate in, in objects and <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I just like inanimate objects because you don't have to ask that permission. You don't have to like get <laughs> right I'm the shy one. You just, no, it's not even, it's not even that I'm shy. I just, you know, don't like people. Yeah, sure. You no, hate people. Hate yeah, I know. People. <laughs> Tom hates people. That's why I sit in our apartment and record this show. See, I can reach people with my voice, but I don't really need to listen to them when they talk back to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, on that note. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. On that note, I guess we should have, we should wrap it up with Miss Tyler. All right. Um, That's fine. I just have one more question. Oh, Uh, well. (laughs) No, this is not, it's not going to be that hard. What did it feel like seeing your work hanging on a wall? Are you joking? (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. That was the one question she told us not to ask. Yeah, right before we started, she was like, just don't ask me that. I hate when people ask me what it feels like. (laughs) What am I supposed to say to that? And it's just like going, say you're proud of it, man. Like, you should totally be proud of it. I mean, you know. How many high school students are being shown in galleries in Brooklyn at the International Center of Photography, Museum of Modern Art? I mean, it's weird. New York Times. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Come on. Like, you know what I would give to have my byline in the New York Times? It's like, that's the peak, man. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. Just gonna just pop into a little <laughs> interview for them, get a video be, up on the New York Times website. Just be one of three teenagers in the entire city of New York that was featured in a New York Times lens blog. It's no big deal. No big whoop. Yeah. But my last question. Oh boy. Because it just comes, you know, kind of comes back like, you know, high school's over now and you're going to college. What are you looking forward to, you know, being a photography student in college? <laughs> um, I was gonna say I know our listeners are looking forward to an answer eventually. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, I know, That's like a Nikki dead air time right there. It totally is, and I was just like, oh, oh man, is this where I'm gonna put like the sound effect of the crickets or <laughs> what? I did it for you. You told me it wouldn't be a hard one. Okay, what well, am I looking really forward? Hard. Yeah. What am I looking forward to as a photo student? Yeah, to be like a, to go from like a high school photo student oh. to a college photo student. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm excited just because it's so much more legit now. Like now I'll be getting like a degree in <laughs> photography. Like that's crazy. Number one. But also like learning the practical sides of it, like business and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cool. did decide that you were gonna take like business minor, side as, as yeah. a minor, just I think that's so brilliant. that you can work for yourself and manage your own books and. Yeah. You know. And because I'm a nerd and I can't leave like math. Well, I feel yeah. like the only way people get rich is by doing their own thing. Yeah. Like, exactly. seriously. Yeah. So why would you pay somebody to do your finances if exactly. you can run the show? And we want, like, a really nice retirement home in Ireland. So that's on you, kid. Yeah. I want cloth diapers, not that disposable <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Right? So that's what well, you need satin. to, like, keep in mind. Satin. Ooh, satin. 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 That's Tribeca talking. It (laughs) It totally is. You can tell, like, she's just totally blended right into the wool of that fabric. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for coming on the High Regard Show, little Tyler Durden. Thank you for (laughs) having me again. We love And I want those concert tickets. (laughs) Yeah, of course you do. We'll get them after the show. (laughs) Yeah, you know where all the money is. Go to it. All right, so that wraps it up, huh? Let's play that outro music. Here we go. I love her. She's all right.
that's what they were saying last night too. They kept talking about her and like, you know, how much like she has learned and how far she has come like over the past, you know, two years as being part of that program and whatnot and whatnot. It's actually kind of cool because Oh, what happened? Did somebody drop something? Tom. It was yeah. not me this time. For once, it wasn't me. Whatever. Everything's chaos right now. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's weird because as parents, you always, you know, hype up your kids sometimes more than what they should be because, you know, <laughs> that's what you do. You're kind of like, this is, like, the product of what I created. Like, I My made, child is perfect. That's it. Like, I cultivated this person to be, like, the good person that they are. But at the end of the day, it's so not the case. Because when you go in and you start hearing, like, you know, other people talking about her. And it's now not you bragging. It's a totally right. different situation where it's kind of like... And it's people like, that don't huh? have to, you know? like Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely not. And I mean, they specifically said last night to us, you know, that they knew like a lot of the students, you know, they get to know them really well over the course of, of a course, year. Yeah. And during that time, they can kind of tell like, who's got the fire in their belly? And they said like, between the two classes, there were like six kids who they knew were, you know, like something special, you know, happening right. here. And so they would like kind of push them further. So Tyler doing, you know, like four projects or six projects when she should be really focusing on one was also probably part of, you know, their thing trying to push her right. to do some more experiment with things. And I mean, and it worked to the point where we, when we got home last night, the first thing she said was, you know, do you have an extra, like, you know, pad laying around or a journal so that I can start writing down ideas yeah. to be more creative, which is great because, you know, in the past we would go to such events like this, a much, much lower scale, and after we'd leave, you and I would be so excited about it, but she'd be like, on to the next thing. Right. Where here she's kind of just, like, sinking her teeth into it really Right. Yeah. No, because she has no doubts that this is what she's going to do with her life. Because like, if you make it through some like a pr rigorous program like this, like, oh, you know, yeah. I think it's a good I think it's a really it was a really good indication of what is ahead. And, you know, you made it through going through school yeah. and life, yeah. you know, and then, you know, adding a job in the last couple months, you know. So, I mean, like, I think it was a really good test. And, you know, she came out like even stronger than she already was. Oh, which is so strange, because, I mean, I feel like. When she came home and said that she had gotten a job in the photo store, we were like, oh, man, like, why do you need to, like, have a job? Like, like right now with so her much, course yeah. load. Like, and I was exhausted and, for her, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because she's leaving the house at, like, you know, 730 in the morning or whatever, and she's not coming home until, like, 9, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. And that's, you know, five days a week. And then when she got the job it was also saturdays included in that where mm -hmm. she would work you know from 10 in the morning till seven at night so i mean it was a crazy schedule like you know six out of seven days yeah so i don't know man i don't know how she does it but i mean every time she like kicks on something else it's like everything gets better somehow and i don't know how yeah. that works <laughs> you and me I mean, we take on something else and everything you know that one thing goes good and everything else kind of just falls yeah, apart exactly. for a while <laughs> But, I mean, we are workhorses, and, you know, we're very passionate about what we do. Like, you know, we're stressed all the time, but we're very, you know, we are passionate. And I think that that, like, you know, I think we've done good with, you know, passing that on to her. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we are fairly, fairly done well with that. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> and I think that we should wrap up talking about her before I start to cry, because I'm going to spend this entire graduation month crying, so. Oh, yeah. I think we should maybe move on to a roly-poly already. All right, let's do it. So let's talk Rolly Bully Rorty. All right. So what's new this week? Well, you had a doctor's appointment that you wanted to talk about. I did have a doctor's appointment that I wanted to talk about. And it's good. I mean, I swear, like, every week we learn something new about this surgery, it seems like. Or every three weeks. When the bariatric surgery. The bariatric surgery, of course. Well, what other surgery would we be talking about at this point in time? Kidney stones. Um... The, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Where do, how much time do we have? <laughs> please, please, with the way things have been going. So... 
basically over the last i would say month two months whatever mm. it is i would say since the end of the kidney stone saga for the most part I part would say, one of part the, one yeah. um you know i don't know if we mentioned it or not but soon after everything that was supposed to be done was done i wound up getting an infection mm-hmm. which lasted for two weeks um and the, ran like a fever anywhere between 102 and 104 mm-hmm. um the entire time for two weeks i mean it was brutal and during that time i started to get like these weird very weird like dizzy spells mm-hmm. when i would stand up and um actually passed out like a couple, couple of times, times since yeah. then and it's very scary well for Sorry, you it is broke. i don't i don't even know that it's happening like you know um i'd stand up usually if i stand right up like nothing i would take you know two or three steps and then all of a sudden the room almost starts spinning and i get tunnel vision and then i i gotta hold on to a wall or right. hold on to a kitchen counter and i mean it's really kind of made it difficult to get around because i mean you don't know when it's going to happen right and seriously the amount of energy being zapped out of me because of this has been absolutely insane like it's ridiculous i mean i was talking to the doctor today and just saying like you know i can sleep for like 16 hours yeah and then be awake for eight and be like god i need to get back to bed because of like what's happening so the actual um cause of the dizziness um has two names um it's either orthostatic or postural hypertension um and basically what that is is if you're laying down you have perfect blood pressure and heartbeat if you're sitting up your heart rate slows down a little bit and your blood pressure drops a little bit but when you stand up um it winds up you know that gravity causes the blood to pull in your legs when you stand which is not allowing it to circulate properly and then it's where you get like your dizziness from and um your heart rate drops dramatically the blood pressure drops dramatically and then sometimes you drop dramatically and sometimes you just get dizzy so um god you know so we've been going through and trying to figure this out and at the currently going to a heart doctor to try to see because mm-hmm. of course because it's part of blood pressure you know it's right. automatically pulmonary um <clears throat> but when i went to the doctors this past week and was talking to her about it because like i said it's been a month now she had said that it's so strange because when i talked to her a month ago about this it's the first time she's heard of you know something happening like this because usually you can pinpoint it rather quickly and she was kind of like stumped a little bit right and then the week before this past visit with her like last week Mm -hmm. in between the appointments yeah in between my appointments she ran into a woman who had bariatric surgery the month after me lost just about the same amount well she she lost i think 86 pounds or something like that she said so I mean, she's it's it's still a substantial amount of right, weight in, the, in that amount of time, and she's having the same situation where when she stands up, she's you know feels like the boat's rocking and she's getting a tunnel visions and passing right. out and stuff. And she told me she was like, uh, you know, I we again we don't know what it is, but you know she goes it could be the fact that after you had like you know this fever for the two weeks and stuff it can be like residual effects from that it could be a heart problem but did she have some like does this woman have some other similarities as well um well as, i mean there's only so much that she could tell you because of hipaa and shit but like yeah but i mean i think you she could talk in generalizations and she did and and what she described was exactly what i was describing and she seemed like she was so excited because the third thing which is the thing that you know, she said, you guys literally had the surgery, like, within a month of each other. You guys both lost a crazy amount of weight. And now you're just, you know, you you both have the same symptoms. So, you know, originally she was very into, you need to see, you know, 
the heart doctor and and that should be the route we go down and now she's not so sure so she's researching like is she talking to you know these bari- like the bariatric surgeons because yes. it wasn't the same doctor right it was like different right different she places. went to a different place okay. and had her surgery done so it's not like the doctor messed anything no up no i'm not something. saying that but no, like no, know, you know but... maybe there's like a you know there's like a starting point yeah so um i know she took down all of my surgeon's information was going to you know definitely speak with him and she is really good at actually kind of pulling that information together i I feel like the only bad thing about like the doctors here in the city are is that there are so many people on this small island that even if you have like an emergency situation that doesn't mean that there's time to see your doctors right so like where we're running into a problem is like you know they say okay you see the heart doctor you do they do an ekg and they're like okay we need you to come back for another test in three weeks but because that's the first appointment we can get you is in three weeks from now so then you got to go in three weeks and do that test and depending on that i might have to go back anywhere from one to three weeks later to get a heart monitor so and we're looking at another situation like you know where it's a year goes by and you still have the same symptoms like we're already like three months in well that's it i feel like every time they say three weeks before we can get you another appointment you know in my head i'm like well three weeks isn't really that far but you know there's only 52 weeks in a year and if you're only going to appointments every three weeks i mean it doesn't give you a lot of time to fix something no and if you have symptoms that are causing you to black out at any given like at any unknown time like that's not something that you should have to live with right so so that's you know that's what's going on right now so hopefully you know they're looking into some stuff and perhaps have you done research just to see like you know dizziness bariatric surgery like have you looked like just i mean obviously like you can't I've go looked, too deep on the internet. Well, I mean, I've looked on groups and stuff like yeah. that to see, like, in the bariatric groups, if other people were having these similar symptoms and stuff. What's strange is nobody has mentioned it. But these groups are weird because usually nobody talks about anything till somebody brings it up. And then there's, like, a thousand posts, like, I didn't realize other people were going through this. So yeah. I feel like I have to actually make I think the you should, effort yeah. to reach out and say... This is what I'm experiencing. Is yeah. anybody else experiencing this? And what did you and do? And see what happens. Yeah, right. you totally should. So. Because that's what those groups, like, that's why, you know, Facebook groups and stuff like that are, like, such great communities to just be with like-minded <laughs> people. I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it depends on the ones you're on. I mean, these are usually pretty strong. But, I mean, you know, it's, um, I would say it's beneficial if you if you use it properly yeah. i just gotta like reach out and see if anybody else is having the same yeah, situation yeah so so that's really it to report for roly poly this week maybe we'll have more answers by next week as to how it's going but we'll see what happens you're brave oh thank you let's play that music um well that's it for this week it looks like it is because I feel a big old coughing fit coming back on. So. I know, man. <laughs> hey, all the coughing I had to cut out of this show. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so um, if you want to learn more about the High Regard Show, please be sure to check out our website at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always contact us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you could find us on all social media as High Regard Show. Yes, and we look forward to seeing you all next week again. That's right. Through <laughs> your ears or something. I don't know. We're going to be an is. earworm in your ear. Ew, an earwig. Ew, ew, <laughs> ew. All right, have a good night. Good night, everybody.